Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Welcome to episode 11 of the Leadership Matters Podcast. I've entitled this episode, To Submit or Not to Submit? Is That Even a Question? Open with a a story from my own personal life. Uh, Back when my wife and I were first married, we had this 100-pound chocolate lab dog named Rocco. And the thing we noticed early on, even from the puppy years, about this particular dog was just its, its strong-willed, stubborn attitude. This dog had a mind of its own, and it was always trying to lead. And after a while, you know, it's funny early on when they're in the puppy stage and everything's cute, but eventually that began to wear off, especially as this dog grew in size and weight. Uh, It actually started to become very, very frustrating. And so I took matters into my own hands and and decided I was going to start reading up on this whole alpha male dog thing and and dominance thing. And so I read about it, and along the way in my journey of reading about this particular type of dog, I read about this experiment that uh, the author had suggested you try with a dog of this nature. The experiment said that you were to put the the dog on his back, to sit on him and pin him down, even though he would fight against it until he eventually started to calm down. And not just once, but to do this repeatedly um, over a, a number of days to try this exercise. And so I thought, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'm willing to do anything. This dog is beginning to really frustrate me and my wife. And uh, I need to get control back over this dog. And so I did. I remember the first time just trying to do this and him being very upset and not wanting to submit and and to come under submission to to me sitting on his his chest and him on his back. It upset him a lot. And uh, but over time, it began to get a little bit easier and he would eventually start to calm down and and settle in. And and what eventually happened was he, he began to submit. And something changed. We noticed after repeated um, moments of, of, of doing this exercise, we noticed his demeanor begin to change a little bit, and, and to which we were absolutely delighted uh, for and thankful for because this dog, we were losing control with this thing. But something else happened in the process that we weren't totally prepared for, and, and I was kind of surprised. As I began to notice that, that not only was this dog willing to submit to my leadership now, he was also more committed to us than he had ever been before. Uh, and, and you could tell various ways. I could, I could tell you story after story where, where this dog would show just his commitment level to, to my wife and I. I knew deep and down in, inside of my heart that this dog would take a bullet for me if the need ever arose. And I, I can remember one night where we were fearful that somebody was breaking into our home and, and in the middle of the night they were trying the door and, and the dog was, this is a lab, remember. This is not an attack dog. This is not a, a German Shepherd or a Rottweiler or anything like that. Not a guard dog and a big teddy bear most of the time. And I often wondered what would he do in a situation like that. And he proved in that moment as he began growling and showing his teeth. I had never seen this side of his dog. But I knew this dog was now not only submitted, but committed to us. I learned a very valuable lesson about submission through this little experiment with my dog that I'd like to use for the foundation of of this podcast today. And, And the bottom line is this. Submitted leaders are committed leaders. Once my dog was submitted to me and living under submission to me and my leadership, I knew he was also fully committed to me. And I want to start by opening 
kind of this podcast with with just talking about what submission is for. Before we can get to the why and why we need to submit uh, as leaders and, and why it's important for others to submit to our leadership, I, I want to talk to you about what it is. What does it look like? The dictionary defines submission as the action of yielding to a superior force or will or authority of another being. Now, the first thing I notice from this definition is that submission is an action. Not involuntary, but a voluntary action. This is a choice when you submit to somebody and their leadership. You get to choose. I get to choose whether or not we are going to submit to someone else's leadership slash authority over us. Now, I would argue if you're in a place of spiritual leadership, you don't have a choice. (laughs) But we'll talk more about that in just a little bit. Here's a mistake we often make about submission. Say your, your leader, the leader over top of you that you are supposed to be in submission to, comes up with this plan or this idea or even a vision and gives it to you to execute and that you are in full agreement with, and then you carry it out. Many of us as leaders make the mistake of walking away from a scenario like that, thinking that we are in total submission to our leader. However, our definition states not only is submission an action, But it's the act of yielding. And I want to take a moment and talk about yielding for a second. Because yielding to another means I'm giving way to another that I'm in direct opposition to. Like an oncoming car, for instance. Think of yielding when it comes to to driving. Uh, I don't know if you've ever come up to a yield sign. Uh, You probably have in in your years of driving. If you've been driving for a number of years, you've come to a yield sign. And what are you supposed to do at that yield sign? You are supposed to yield to oncoming traffic. In essence, we are giving up our right to go and letting the other vehicle go first and yield to them. We are surrendering to, to the direction that they are going. Therefore, submission is really only ever tested If that is the case, and yielding is a part of it, it's really only ever tested when you're in opposition to your superior, to the person that is in authority over you. That's exactly what submission is. So don't be mistaken and think just because everything is going great with your leader and and you are living up to what they're asking of you, even though you're in agreement with them, that you were in total submission to. Because your submission is not really tested until you have a different opinion and are not necessarily in total agreement with them. So let's, let's take a look at, at why submission is so important. We, we've talked about the what. Let's spend a few moments on, on why, and specifically I, I, I want to talk about three reasons why, why you should submit. The first reason I, I think is pretty self-explanatory. It, it's, it's because of God. God has, has commanded us, actually, in his word, that we be people of submission. Romans 13, verses 1 to 7, Paul goes on to write that everyone must submit. Not everyone may choose to submit. Not everyone should think about, hey, if it feels good, you should submit. He says everyone must submit. Everyone must. Leader, non-leader, doesn't matter. Whatever the case, everyone must, must submit to the authorities that God has placed over top of you. You see, submission is at the core of our relationship with God. It's God's will and command for us to submit ultimately to his leadership over our lives, as well as to those he's placed in authority over us, just as it speaks about in in, in the book of Romans. And so first and foremost, it's necessary to submit to those in authority over us because God said it's necessary, because he's commanded us to do that. The second reason goes right along with that and follows suit with that very nicely, actually, It has everything to do with your leadership reach, your leadership in particular. 
You see, there are, there are biblical principles laced throughout Scripture that suggest things like, let's, let's take, for instance, there's a biblical principle called reaping and sowing found in Galatians 6, verse 7. You reap what you sow. The Bible says God will not be mocked. You will definitely reap what you sow. And so this is one of the reasons, because of these biblical principles, why it is so important and incumbent upon, uh, upon you to submit to the leaders over you if you want to reap the benefits later on with those that will submit to you. What am I saying here? I'm saying take the, the reaping and sowing principle. You cannot reap what you haven't sown. You can't eat what you haven't planted. You, you, you can't. You just can't. God will not be mocked in this. This is the way this works. This is a biblical principle. And so if you want those that you were in leadership over, you want them fully submitted to you and your leadership, then you better make sure that you are living that out, that you are actually sowing that to those who are in leadership over you. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to reap that. We, we can't experience, we, we're foolish as leaders to think that we can experience and live in the blessings of God when we're not willing to come under the, the commands that he's given us in scripture and not, not be disciplined to, to what he's talked about in these principles in particular. There's another principle found in Matthew 8 verses 4 to 10 that talks about basically the bottom line of this principle. It's the, it's the, the Roman centurion coming to Jesus and, and asking him to hear his, his to heal sorry his, his paralyzed servant at home. And he basically Jesus says, yeah, let's roll, let's go do it. And, and the Roman centurion stops him, has this amazing amount of faith and says, whoa, hold up Jesus, I don't actually need you. I'm not worthy of you to come under the roof of my home. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. Now that's cool in and of itself and that will preach right there. But that's not the part that that really speaks to this, this whole authority thing and submission thing. He, he goes on to say, listen, Jesus, I get it. Uh, I'm in authority over a bunch of soldiers, and, and they do whatever I tell them to do. Just as I know, uh, you are in submission to, to God, your Father in heaven. And, and it works both. What is he trying to say by all of this? I, I don't want to get too deep into it for the, for the purpose of this podcast, but what the biblical principle at stake here is this. You cannot exercise what you're not willing to come under. You want to exercise authority. That's what this Roman centurion is referring to. He's like, you want to exercise authority? You got to be willing to come under authority. And and this is so true. I'll give you an example. Uh, Some of you maybe work out. You like to lift weights. I like to do that. Uh, Maybe you can't tell by looking at me, but but I like to do it anyways and and build strength. And one of the things I've learned in, in working out is that I can't exercise my muscles, the different muscle groups that I'm trying to exercise, unless I come under the authority of the weight that I'm lifting. If I'm not willing to come under the authority of that weight and, and lift it, then I'm not going to build, I'm not going to grow, uh, I'm not going to exercise the particular muscle group that I'm trying to exercise. I have to be willing to come under and submit to the authority and the weight that is over me. And it's no different as leaders. If we want to exercise authority, you want to be able to, to, to command people and lead people and direct people and, and, and put them in different different lanes and and different seats on the bus and organize systems and structures that way, then you have to be willing to come under the authority of somebody else who is over top of you. Otherwise, you're not going to, again, like we said earlier, you're not going to be able to reap the benefits when you're not willing to sow. Leaders who don't do this, they're not going to last, and they will eventually fall 
And a lot of times, I've watched this happen, a lot of times it's a result of just not willing to be accountable to anyone, not willing to come under authority or submission to anyone else. And so we see those types of leaders fall. And a lot of times it's due to arrogance. It's due to pride. And and what does the Bible say? Promises. Pride comes before a fall. Those who are not willing to submit and and come under authority and submission to somebody who's over them, they, they will eventually fall and they will fail. And not only that, but they will greatly diminish and prohibit the reach, the potential that their leadership has, uh, the distance that it has potential to go to and travel to, and their own legacy in leadership as well as a leader. Final reason of these three that, I, that, that I'm sharing with you right now in this podcast, why it's so necessary for leaders to submit, uh, is, is for a unified vision, for the purpose of unified vision. See, submission is one of the keys to unity. Um, you've probably heard in, in scripture before in Proverbs it says without, without vision the people perish the people die and, and so I, I think we'd all agree as leaders we've, we've maybe been in environments in contexts where there is no vision and, and people are dying and not physical death but they're dying on the inside because there's just no vision there's no life there's no, there's no passion and excitement for the future and where are we going and that's what vision is all about so we know that But anytime there's more than one vision, we have division, we have division, and and that can be just as harmful as having no vision at all, is when when there's a split vision, when there's two or three or four or five different visions in any one context of of ministry or leadership. That is harmful to the people you're trying to lead, because nobody knows where we should be going or who is the leader, because we're, we're hearing all sorts of split vision, which causes division, and that is harmful to to the body. That is harmful to to any group of people going in any one direction because we end up going in multiple directions, and and we don't want that. I think we'd all agree that that is harmful to the unity that it that needs to be in place for for vision to take place and vision to become a reality. So remember, submitted leaders are committed leaders. That, that's that's where we're headed in this podcast. And if you were to uh, to read our blog on our leadership matters. Uh, email, um, you'll notice this is kind of where we ended in that. And I directed people to, to tune in to the rest of the podcast to find out how, because we've talked about what, what submission is. We've talked about why it's necessary for, for us as leaders to, to be in submission. Um, even though we might be the, the top leader or think we're, we're the top leader, there's always somebody still over us that we need to be willing to submit to. But finally, I want to, I want to close this by, by talking for a few mo- moments about how to submit. How do we do this? How do we cultivate submission in our lives and ensure that we are submitting, even when it's tough? Because uh, I think we'd all agree there, there's easier moments than others to submit to those in leadership over us. We alluded to it earlier when we said that, that, that whole idea of yielding, that true submission is, is when you can yield, when you can give your right up uh, of somebody going in an opposite direction that is different than, than your opinion or your mindset or where you think it should go. That's what truly submission is happening. So, so how do we ensure that that can happen? I think the first uh, thing that we need to be mindful of is humility. God humbles the proud and exalts the humble, Matthew 23, 12. We need more young leaders who will take on a posture of humility and allow God to raise them up as he sees fit. Even if your ideas are better, yes, even if your ideas are better, we need to be willing to yield to the authorities that God has put in place over our lives. And if we can't, then we need to move out of the way. 
But I would encourage any young leader to, to think about ways that they can before they choose the other route of leaving or running. Because if you can't learn this from a young age, then, then this will follow you uh, for your leadership tenure. And you will find this uh, cyclical thing of not being willing to submit to other leaders will hinder your leadership and you'll end up running for the rest of your life. And so I would encourage young leaders to, to learn this early on, to, to be humble as leaders and to ask God to humble you. Uh, I'd take one humble servant leader over five gifted, proud ones any day of the week. And and I think you'd all agree as a leader, you would take that under you as well. Uh, I've mentioned before on this podcast that I've been, had the blessing and honor to to coach hockey um, for the past number of years. And one of our core values on our hockey team over the past number of years as a coach is, is humble. And I talk about it a lot with our, with our, with our boys, with, with our hockey team, with our crew. It's a core value for me on the team. And, and because I know that the proud, when I get a proud player or a cocky or arrogant hockey player on my team, I know they're not going to submit to my leadership and, and to the team mindset. They're, they're going to be a lone soldier and they're going to try and do it their way. And so humility is a, is a core value on any team if we're going to go somewhere and accomplish something great. And in the same way, it is so vital to you being a team member on your team, the team that God has placed you on, and your willingness to submit has everything to do with the level of humility you are building in your life. The second thing that is, is crucial in you being able to do this is, is, is the whole honor thing. And I want to talk to you for a moment because I think this, this often gets clouded and a little bit unclear, this whole honor versus respect thing. And I, and I won't take a whole lot of time because I'd actually love to do a, an entire podcast on this and, and maybe will down the road. But for our purposes today, let me just take a couple minutes um, because some of you might be thinking, how can I honor my leader when they've done something that's caused me to lose respect for them? That's a great question to ask. Too many times we, we confuse honor and respect when they are actually two very different things. Let me clarify for you. Let me talk about respect for a second. Respect is based upon a person and their right actions. You, you respect somebody because they make right actions and you agree with those actions. And so you build respect over time and you, you begin to trust them and you respect their decisions because they're making right decisions and wise ones. And, and so that builds, it's something that is built over time. You don't just uh, choose to respect somebody. Respect is earned. It's something that a leader earns with you and you earn with your followers as based upon right actions and right decisions. Honor, on the other hand, is something totally different. Honor is based upon a position that one holds. It's based upon their title that, that somebody else or God himself has given them. And, and you can actually choose to honor somebody. What am I saying? I'm saying, although you may lose respect for a leader at some point, you can still honor the position that God has given them over you. Let me give you a biblical example, David and Saul. Most of you would know the story of David and Saul and, and, and how, how David was running for his life. Here his leader, Saul, the king at the time, and, and God has anointed David to be the next king. And Saul gets jealous about all that and begins to turn on David. And, and, and David, here David is running for his life from his leader, from his leader. And what does David do? He has this, he comes to finally this moment where he's actually able to take Saul out. Saul is willing to kill him. He's ready to take David's life after him. And David has this moment where he could kill him and get away with it. And, and his, 
the people around him, the people following David, actually tell him, they encourage him to do it. Take him out right now. He's not looking. Just go up behind him and take him. And what does David say? I I love this so much. He says, how dare I touch the Lord's anointed? What's David saying? David's saying, I have chosen to honor Saul. Even though David's probably lost respect for Saul because of his... his, um, blatant attempts to to try and take him out and kill him as a leader. These are not wise decisions as a leader to make. And so David's no doubt lost respect for Saul, but he chooses to to still hold him in a place of honor because honor is a choice. You can choose to honor somebody even though you've lost respect for them. And so David chooses to see Saul. Get this. Come on. You need to get this. David chooses to see Saul through the lens of, of, of his position instead of his actions. David chooses to view Saul in his highest moment instead of viewing Saul in his lowest moment. That's the bottom line. I can remember my my first position as a youth pastor. And uh, I had lost respect for my leader because of some some actions, because of some 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 charges, even some criminal charges that were placed on him. And uh, but I'll tell you, to this day, I still honor and call him pastor. And I ended up working for, for five lead pastors in four and a half years in my first place of contra- context, my, my first ministry context. Now, I didn't necessarily respect every single one of them, but I honored and submitted to each of them and took a, a positive away from each of them because of the, the position that God had put them in, in, in leadership over my life. And I believe as a result of that, that I've been able to, to reap the benefits because I chose to sow seeds of submission. I've been able to reap the benefits of submission years later because I chose to honor, even though I had maybe lost respect for various leaders over the years. So we've talked about humility. We've talked about honor. And, and this is how, if, if you will elevate and, and prioritize humility and honor in in your life as a leader and to those that are leading you, you will be able to begin to see the results and reaping the benefits of submission in your leadership and those you are trying to lead. And and here's the result of all of this. When you choose to do this, here's the result. You'll have some, some not only some submitted leaders underneath you, you're going to have the most committed leaders you've ever seen, you've ever witnessed. Because that is the result, this ultimate commitment. Because in the beginning of this podcast, we, we said submitted leaders are committed leaders. And that's exactly the result. When you, will, when you will attempt to do these things and choose to submit to the leaders over you, you'll get commitment like you've never experienced before. When you are a fully submitted leader to your leader, you'll be fully committed to them and their vision. doesn't mean you have to always agree. 1 Samuel 14, verses 1 to 15, there's a story of Jonathan and his armor bearer. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament. And, and they're about to go to war, and they don't have a whole lot. And, and Jonathan's armor bearer, we don't even get his name. He's not, his name isn't even mentioned in Scripture. And, and, and the Bible speaks that Jonathan's the only one with a weapon. And Jonathan gets this idea that, hey, we should go up and attack the Philistines. And perhaps God will show us favor and, and we'll win this battle. He leads out on a perhaps. He doesn't even have a solid for sure that this that we're going to see victory in this fight, in this battle. And, but my favorite part of the passage is his armor bearer's words. His armor bearer turns to Jonathan, not even having a sword. Jonathan's the only one with a weapon. He says, hey, listen, whatever you have in mind, I'm with you heart and soul. 
The word says, do all you have in mind, for I am with you, heart and soul. You want to talk about commitment? That is the ultimate commitment you could ever have from any people following you, is for them to, to, to come to you and say, hey, whatever you have in mind, do it. I'm with you, heart and soul. Now, that armor bearer was fully committed, especially since, like I said, he didn't even have a weapon like his le- leader did. For years, uh, this has played out in my own leadership and, and ministry by asking my own leaders underneath me to be committed to three things in the following order, and it's been intentional that I do it in this order. I've always asked leaders to be committed to Jesus first and foremost, to the ministry that they are offering to, to help lead, secondly, and then thirdly, I've asked them to be committed to me as their leader. Now, why in that, why in that order? Well, I, I think the first one's self-explanatory. Jesus is the ultimate leader. We want them committed to Jesus first and foremost in their life and to love him and have relationship with him. But out of that, the reason I ask them to commit to the ministry second over, over me as their leader is because I want to know if God were to ever pull me out of that ministry as the leader, I want to know they'd still be committed to that ministry whatever the case may be, whether it's kids or youth or or a church body, I'd still want them committed to that, knowing that they're not just there based upon personality, based upon myself. And and that's exactly what I've seen happen. I I have left different contexts of ministry and I've tried to, to lead this way. And I can honestly say when you get leaders to commit to 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 Christ and then the ministry and then their leader in that order, you will see the success and the fruit long after you're gone and you've stepped away from that ministry, should God call you elsewhere. That's why we do it in that order. So in conclusion, whether you should submit to your leader or not, I don't believe that's even a question as we began. I believe the better question for each of you is whether or not you can go to your leader, whoever that might be, and can you fully say from the depths of your heart, hey, I just want you to know, Do whatever you have in mind. Whatever the vision is that God has given you, whatever it is, do it. I'm with you, heart and soul. And if you cannot honestly say that to your leader, then you need to do some deep soul searching because maybe you're not submitted to that leader. And if you can't submit, then maybe you shouldn't commit to being a leader underneath that one. Give it some thought. I'd love to hear your comments, your feedback. Feel free to reach out. Until next time. This has been another episode of Leadership Matters. Peace on your mouth. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.